Welcome to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover Amazon, Walmart, and Target's early holiday shopping events, the success of CIFF Shanghai 2023 with increased overseas attendees, our house's plans for expanding physical stores and market growth, the role of AI in the home furnishing sector, the current inventory positions and selective buying habits of high point market retailers, the struggles and closures in the home furnishings retail industry, the decline in housing starts and building permits, but increase in housing completions, and the signs of improvement in the logistics industry, including transportation prices, warehousing prices, inventory levels, and predictions for retailers and warehousing capacity. Amazon, Walmart, and Target are all gearing up for their fall pre-holiday promotional events. Amazon's event, called Amazon's Prime Big Deal Days, will start on October 10th at 3 p.m. ET and run through October 11th. Walmart's Walmart Deals Holiday Kickoff Savings Event will kick off on October 9th at 7 p.m. ET and last until October 12th. Target's Target Circle Week will take place from October 1st to October 7th with a focus on holiday gifting and entertaining. During its event, Walmart will offer hot deals on a wide range of gifts across various categories, including home, electronics, fashion, and toys. The retail giant is also introducing late-night express delivery, available until 10 p.m., to enhance the holiday shopping experience. Target is expanding its inventory for the season, adding over 10,000 new items. Shoppers can expect thousands of new items priced under $25 in categories such as home, apparel, food, and essentials. These events demonstrate the retailer's commitment to providing early holiday shopping opportunities and attractive deals for customers. Shoppers can look forward to a variety of options and discounts as they kickstart their holiday shopping. With Amazon's Double Dip Prime Day event, consumers have even more opportunities to find great deals during the fall season. The 52nd China International Furniture Fair concluded last week at the National Exhibition and Convention Center, attracting over 93,000 visitors. This marks a notable 10.44% increase in overseas attendees compared to the event in 2019. CIFF Shanghai 2023 showcased eight major thematic exhibition areas alongside four sub-exhibitions. These included the Shanghai International Furniture Machinery and Woodworking Machinery Fair, CIFF Commercial Office Space Exhibition, Trend Life Aesthetics Exhibition, and Urban Outdoor Exhibition. In addition to the diverse exhibitions, attendees had the opportunity to engage in informative sessions. The 2023 Global Furniture Industry Development Forum and China Commercial Design Trend Conference were held during the four-day event, featuring over 20 speakers and guests. The discussions encompassed various topics such as urban renewal, sustainable design, technological advancements, and the integration of lifestyle and culture. Overall, CIFF Shanghai 2023 successfully brought together industry professionals and enthusiasts from around the world. This event facilitated meaningful exchanges, promoted innovation, and provided a comprehensive platform for exploring the latest trends and developments in the furniture industry. Lifestyle retailer Our House has revealed its omni-channel vision for future growth in its latest investor presentation. 
The company plans to expand its physical store footprint and enhance market penetration through various marketing initiatives, including social media, direct mail, digital platforms, and product development. Our house believes it has a significant opportunity to increase market share in the highly competitive upper middle to upper end furnishings market in the U.S. Currently, our house operates 74 traditional showrooms and eight design studios in 29 states. The company aims to double its store count, potentially reaching more than 165 locations over the next 10 years. This expansion strategy includes both traditional showrooms and smaller scale design studios. Our house will also focus on interior design services, offering in-home designers and virtual design services that contribute to higher average order values. E-commerce is another key aspect of our house's business with online channels representing around 17% of net revenues in the previous year. The company aims to further leverage the potential of e-commerce as it currently accounts for over 40% of revenues for some industry peers. Our house's website has experienced a significant increase in web traffic, reaching 28 million visits in the previous year. Our house sees immense growth potential in the premium furniture market as its market share is currently in the low single digits. The company is encouraged by factors such as the rise in households with high incomes and the growing market for home remodeling and purchases. Investors and the industry will closely monitor our house's ability to capitalize on these opportunities and drive future growth. Last week, Wendy Buzzard, a successful independent rep and a member of IFRA's executive committee, emphasized the importance of IFRA being a source of AI information for reps in the home furnishing sector. As artificial intelligence continues to play a significant role in our industry, it is imperative for reps to understand and embrace this technology to stay competitive. While I had a superficial understanding of AI prior to Wendy's wake-up call, I hadn't realized the extent of its impact on our sector. After researching various studies, reports, and blogs, I have compiled a basic list of areas that will be enhanced by AI. AI has the potential to touch and enhance every aspect of the home furnishing sector, from design ideation and prototyping to manufacturing, marketing, and customer interaction. However, there has been a reluctance to fully embrace AI due to fears that it may eliminate the need for human involvement. In reality, a more balanced approach is necessary. Humans can utilize AI technology to create, manufacture, distribute, and market new furniture with innovative designs and production procedures. AI algorithms can unlock numerous design options and predict consumer demand, assisting manufacturers with cost-effective production runs and retailers with proper inventory management. AI has the ability to streamline and strengthen the supply chain by optimizing shipping routes, inventory replenishment, and reducing time and costs. Augmented reality will also continue to advance, enabling consumers to visualize furniture in their own spaces. Moreover, AI-powered chatbots and virtual assistants are providing real-time product information and customer support. AI recommendation engines analyze customer browsing and purchasing history to suggest personalized products and accessories. AI programs can identify the best marketing channels and create targeted campaigns, benefiting both manufacturers and retailers. Manufacturers can also utilize AI-driven robotics and CNC routers to boost production efficiency and minimize waste. 
Furthermore, AI's quality control capabilities can save companies from dealing with faulty products. In conclusion, embracing AI is crucial for all stakeholders in the home furnishing sector. To remain competitive and meet customer expectations, we must adopt cutting-edge technologies that offer innovative designs, construction, and customer satisfaction. Failure to do so may result in losing valuable customers. Retailers at this high point market cycle are in a better position when it comes to inventory and open to buy options. However, due to the overall drop in business post pandemic, buyers will be more selective than ever before. The past 12 months have seen major manufacturer shutdowns, which present new opportunities for exhibitors in the middle to high price points. One category that is expected to receive a boost is the bedroom category. After uncertainty surrounding tip over standards affected buyer appetites in April, according to Michael Campbell, CEO of leather upholstery vendor Leather Italia, customers are now more specific about what they are looking for. Instead of asking to see all sectionals, they are requesting specific colors and styles. This shift in buying behavior has led Leather Italia to adjust its product line and trim existing goods. Campbell compares the process to a sports team where they are keeping the best performing items and giving an opportunity for underperforming items to improve. Other companies like Hooker Furnishings and Universal are also adapting to the changing landscape. Hooker Furnishings is focusing on delivering new products and believes that FaceTime with customers is vital in today's market. Universal has introduced an extensive expansion of its modern line, which includes case goods, upholstery, and occasional pieces. Despite the cautious buying behavior, the company aims to offer retailers a cohesive modern presentation. Philips Collection, known for its high-end furniture and accessories, is looking to broaden its customer reach by offering functional products at realizable price points. The company is investing in technology to efficiently manage their SKU selection and provide accurate inventory updates. Vaughn Bassett Furniture is reintroducing dining room furniture to counter the post-COVID sales slump. It is utilizing its workforce more effectively by repurposing workers from its bedroom facility to focus on dining room production. Overall, retailers are being more selective in their buying decisions, and manufacturers are finding new ways to adapt to the changing market landscape, focusing on specific product offerings and utilizing their resources efficiently. Times are proving to be challenging for retailers in the home furnishings industry, as indicated by the sales snapshots provided by the Department of Commerce. Retailers are experiencing a decline in foot traffic, although there has been an increase in average transaction amounts for those customers who do make purchases. However, the overall demand for home furnishings has not reached the level seen in previous years. Given these circumstances, many retailers have made the decision to exit the market. Some of these exits are a result of retirement with no succession plan in place, while others are due to the current state of the business landscape. Let's take a closer look at a few examples. Lewis Shanks Furniture, based in Austin, Texas, recently announced its partnership with Planned Furniture Promotions to manage the going out of business process. The company will be closing its final two stores, located in Austin and San Antonio. Similarly, Gamberg's Furniture, a family-owned business based in Hatboro, Pennsylvania, has decided to close its doors after 94 years and four generations. Owners Sydney and Joyce Gamberg are retiring. 
Mitchell Gold and Bob Williams, a prominent furniture manufacturer and top 100 retailer, found itself in Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings after experiencing a funding cut in August. The company has closed all its retail locations and laid off its employees. Bed Bath & Beyond faced a similar fate and filed for bankruptcy earlier this year, resulting in the closure of all its physical stores. However, Overstock.com acquired the company's intellectual assets and subsequently rebranded its online presence as Bed Bath & Beyond. Other retailers that have closed recently include Rominger's Southern Furniture, a 123-year-old establishment in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Furniture for Less in West Fargo, North Dakota, Sofas Unlimited in Hampton Township, Pennsylvania, and Rosing Furniture, a fourth-generation retailer in business since 1902. Weekends Only, another top 100 retailer, declared its intention to go out of business in November. The company's leaders expect the going out of business sales to continue until early 2023. Notably, one of Weekends Only's former facilities has been purchased and transformed into a showroom and distribution center by Muller Furniture. These instances reflect the challenging environment faced by retailers in the home furnishings industry, prompting some to reevaluate their business strategies and market presence. According to figures released by the U.S. Department of Commerce, August housing starts and building permits in the residential building sector fell compared to the previous year, while the number of completed units increased. Housing starts totaled 1.28 million, down 14.8% from August 2022 and 11.3% from the revised July rate. Building permits issued totaled 1.54 million, 2.7% below August 2022, but 6.9% above the revised July rate. In terms of single-family housing, starts decreased by 4.3% in August compared to July, while building permits increased by 2% during the same period. Housing completions in August reached 1.4 million, a 3.8% increase from August 2022. However, there was a 6.6% decrease in the completion of single-family units. The rise in completions can be attributed to seasonal activity, allowing families to move into new homes before the start of the school year. While the decline in housing starts and building permits follows previous monthly slowdowns, the increase in permits issued indicates a potential slight rebound in construction activity going into the fall months and early 2024. Home building activity not only stimulates the industry, but also creates opportunities for individuals to move into new homes and purchase furniture. Additionally, the sale of existing homes plays a crucial role in facilitating homeowners' transition to new constructions. Regionally, housing starts, building permits, and completions vary. In the Northeast, there was a decrease compared to August 2022, but an increase from July. The Midwest and South experienced declines in August compared to the previous year, while the West saw significant decreases in housing units stated. According to the Logistics Managers Index, the health of the logistics industry appears to be improving, ending a streak of five consecutive monthly lows. In August, the index reached 51.2, which is nearly six points ahead of July's reading of 45.4. An index reading above 50 signifies expansion. While transportation prices continued to decline, the pace of decrease slowed down compared to July. Retailers still face higher transportation costs than suppliers, but prices are decreasing for both parties. The report stated that if current trends persist, there may soon be price growth for retailers, which hasn't been observed in over a year. Although warehousing prices are growing, 
the rate of increase is gradual and they remain significantly lower than a year ago. Larger firms are witnessing more substantial increases in warehousing costs. Both suppliers and retailers are experiencing a contraction in inventory levels. However, larger firms are restocking at a faster rate than smaller ones. When asked about inventory conditions in the coming 12 months, the average prediction was 54.3, a rise from July's forecast of 47.9. Suppliers predicted a higher increase of 57.6, while retailers anticipated a slight uptick of 48.9. This suggests that suppliers expect retailers to increase their inventory levels, while retailers anticipate maintaining a steady state. Inventory costs saw a significant increase due to limited storage capacity and larger firms replenishing their inventories. However, the report notes that inventory growth is unlikely to reach the levels seen during the holiday season in 2020 and 2021. Warehousing capacity continues to expand rapidly, driven by the demand for U.S. chip and battery production, as well as the growing need for e-commerce retailers to support same and next day delivery. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.